See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Yeah, all right. It's Everything a, clear, it's a clearance sale. It's a clearance sale. It's a all clearance, human clearance. beings must go. Yeah, eventually. Yep, all right. The Reaper catches us all. Uh, but don't fear so, the Reaper. Yeah. This is uh, Slower with a Go-Go, show 151. My name is Mal, with me as always. Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. And don't fear the rapper either. Don't fear the rapper. Don't fear, uh, what's that, which, which is in the hood? No, wait, what was that one? I don't know. Uh, I was going to use it for a versus. It's, uh... Oh, movie? Yeah, it was, it, but it was like really... Tales from, not Tales from the Hood. No, 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 it was something to witch. Oh, I don't something know. Something to witch, and it was, I watched it, it was terrible. It was like a found footage, and there was all these rappers, and they were, they talking about that, that witch and stuff. And, oh, that would have been a winner. It would have been. You wouldn't have. You would have made it. I wouldn't have sat through Eight it. minutes, I think. You yeah, eight like, minutes. We're done here. Eight yeah. minutes, yeah. Uh, it's like eight mile, but eight minutes. Yeah, it's, eight miles. And Eminem is in that one, too, in the witch one, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, it, is it before fame or after fame? I don't know. Good question. All right. Well, the Hip Hop Witch. That's the name of it. The Hip Hop Witch? D-A Hip Hop Witch. Yep. Look yeah. it up. I, I, I watched it from front to back. It was hard. Wow, so you actually watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have, like, beverages of adult nature? No, I don't think so. Wow. That was a while ago I watched it. Okay. I had that in my back pocket for uh, what I needed to pull out a win on the uh, Versus shows. <laughs> then we just went to a Versus show every week, but not really a Versus show. We just used frequent now, so. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Hey, if you want to find our show, you know, listen to us on Stitcher or iTunes. Would you rate and review the show? It would help us out a lot. And uh, if you're listening to us uh, directly via bunchofdorks.com, thanks. There, you, I'm sure you've already found all three of those glorious uh, podcasts. Top one's ours. Middle one's what that? What's that one? Two Dimension. Two comic Dimension book pod- podcast. Yeah, comic book co- podcast. No direction at all whatsoever. No. Uh, that's you and King Don and Rook takes pawn and Dallas and and, and Dallas and, and occasionally Dez takes pawn. Oh, really? Or Company Ice, I think that's his name. Yes. Company Ice. And then uh, and then on the bottom is the world's longest running podcast in the history of ever. It's a bunch of dorks. Been around for about a hundred billion billion years. Wow, that's to, like a big bang. Yeah, we used to scratch uh, words on rocks and just throw them across uh, people's heads. That's Could how we talk. Could happen again. Could happen again. Never know. And then uh, what like else? Like one of our movies. What else we got? Doing? You got a lot going on. You, we got you got a video project. We got, got creature feature. You got your your deal. You know. Your, I got De- destination nightmare yeah. scans, comic book, more stuff. We got the creature feature, our video project that's on YouTube. Yeah, one. Yeah, we got two. One more coming soon, and um, you know. On our on our road to world domination. Good. Uh, there's things we have to change. <clears throat> All right, so that's it for. Uh, I didn't. And I didn't watch a single thing. Yes, I, I'm thinking. I will be watching something next week though because Good. I did get a uh, some Christmas late Christmas gifts. Very so nice. What'd you get? Be man? Something. I got a horror book, a couple of DVDs, and uh, you know some cool. videos and stuff like that. So there'll be stuff to talk yeah. about in the future. I think, I, you know, and I, I think uh, I have off from work Monday. I think that's all I'm going to do. Just watch movies? I think I'm going to smash my phone, shut the blinds, and then just watch movies. And why not? Start to finish. And, yeah. Why not? I think why not indeed. All right. Well, I guess we're just going to go to a trailer break, and then we're going to get right to it. To it. Right to it. Into it. That's a thing, I think. I don't know. We'll be back. Mama, wouldn't it been Franklin invented electricity? That's nonsense. I invented electricity. Ben Franklin is the devil! Two giant monster films. The War of the Gargantuas and Monster Zero. See the two mighty Gargantuas battle to the death. And on the same program, Rodan and Godzilla join forces to destroy the deadly Monster Zero. The War of the Gargantuas and Monster Zero. Both in color. Rated G. General audience from United Productions of America. A subsidiary of DEI Industries. Now the ultimate evil, Devil Woman, 
the baddest dudes that ever walked the face of the earth fight it out with Satan's sinister sister in a battle to the death. Devil woman, don't cross a path unless you're tired of living. Plus, dragons never die in the tradition of Bruce Lee. It's the martial arts picture of the year. It's super tough. Devil woman and the dragons never die. Take your mama to see them before somebody else does. In color, rated R. If you say no, Elwood and I will come here for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day of the week. <laughs> you heard that right, everyone. Yes, Take your mama to see them before someone else does. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, what's up with your mama? <laughs> anyway. Wow, okay. Let's, so. let's delve into the future. Oh, wait a minute. It's kind of the past, isn't it, in this movie? Oh, my God. See, I had to do math. I had to do math. <laughs> okay, we're watching a movie from 1966 called... Queen of Blood. Queen of Blood. Good movie. A.K.A. Planet of Blood. The movie... Oh, no. Both of them I had to do freaking math on. The, <laughs> yeah. the second one was sketchy math. But the, this one was... Yeah, this is the year of 1990. 1990, When yeah. they overcame the problem of traveling to the moon, uh, was it was solved. Yeah. So... Yeah. Okay. 1990. So is, by 1990, we're, we're supposed to have been on Mars and... And they're flying all over the place. Yeah. They were just like, oh, let's go there. And then you smash cut... Rocket taking off, like yeah. no prep, no nothing. They're just just just, just put like on a bus the seat driver, belt. a bus driver. And they're like, yeah, whatever, just fire it up. They just leave, you know. Just put the keys in <laughs> the ignition and let's go. You know? Every now and then, one of them would make some kind of random mention of fuel, and they'd be like, oh, there won't be enough fuel. Ah, there's enough fuel. Go ahead, you know, just <laughs> whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Make sure you take your suitcase full of oxygen and your martini shaker. You know, you're like, oh, okay, wow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> now this is a standard. Mid '60s uh, sci-fi, yeah. So you could tell at this point that they were a little, they understood a little bit more about it than the '50s. '50s was total wackadoo science, like as far Nuclear. as sci-fi. Yeah, they just were whatever. They had no concept of what was going on. '60s, they were starting to get it. You know, yeah. everyone had the pressurized suits, and. You know, although they had this glorious like lounge that they would take off in and every and stuff like that, uh, they still were a little bit closer to reality. You know, a little bit, a little <coughs> bit. Yeah, this is one another one of those movies where like they re- imagine the future, but it's like, um, yeah, 1990. Yeah, uh, not so much. You guys kind of got ahead of yourself. You know, it's gonna take a little bit longer. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but okay. 1990 is a good number to throw out there. You know, whatever. You know, you know, yeah, it was yeah. good. Just as good. And I know. think in the 60s, 1990 might have might as well have been a million years. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the way things are going. Um, this is a, another AIP movie. Uh, yep. Good people in it. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, a young Dennis Hopper. John Saxon. A very yeah. young John Saxon, too. Yeah, and then a very old uh, Basil Rathbone with Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, Judy Meredith as the the lady, and uh, Florence Marley as the green uh, the green uh, vegetation Sh- woman. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, question mark. Her name mark. was question mark. I was waiting. At the end of this, this was one that I was like, here it comes. Here it comes. When it says the end, you know it was going to go, whoop, whoop, yeah. <laughs> question mark. Because the way the, end, the ending was, I, I thought for sure we were going to see the question mark at the end of the end. Huh? But then they just, instead of that, they just uh, came around and said uh, the lady's name. What was her name? Uh, Florence Marley. Florence Marley has question mark. <laughs> You're like, okay. You were waiting for that question yeah, mark and you, you got, got it. us anyway. Now, this is one of the, this is about, I think of, <laughs> One of about three, maybe four movies where uh, Corman in the 60s uh, bought a Russian sci-fi movie from the 60s. Mm. And he took all the footage, at least mostly the the special effects footage, and he chopped them into like three movies. Mm. One of them, the other one is going to be Voyage to the Planet of Prehistoric Women. <laughs> so he took, he, they basically were cannibalizing foreign movies and putting them in there. And they, you know, they did their best to make it coherent. So That's a good speak. way of like taking special effects that you don't have to use the budget exactly yeah, and right. and and he knew i'm sure he knew in his heart the chances of anyone actually seeing that russian one were none no they bought I, it they bought I mean, it but exactly I, oh, but i mean like at that time people didn't go ah uh, because what was that one there was one um space mutiny the beginning of like it yes. actually uses parts of battlestar galactica 
but you can't do that because you know Battlestar Galactica. Right. Like, I knew immediately. I was like, wait, that's a Cylon ship or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, wait, that, what? Is that, is that, what was that guy? Not Buckeye. What was this? What, Buck Rogers? No, not, no, uh, the, from the, oh, forget it. Just, we'll keep going. But you, you, it was recognizable where when you use this kind of stuff or a lot of that early uh, Japanese monster movies, you can use a good chunk of that and no one's going to rec- recognize sure. it. Sure, you know? yeah. You so. can use some destruction scenes, and only the fans, quote unquote, will yeah, recognize it. Yeah, the super it. hardcore, you know. But was, most people will go like, "Huh, that's pretty. That's a good special effect, you know." But it came from Rodan, or it yeah. came from Attack from Space, or it came from something like very that. subtly yeah. used, not like a Stroker Ace. I don't know if you ever saw that Burt Reynolds Stroker Ace. No. <laughs> they used NASCAR footage, and the NASCAR footage looks like it's from like Prohibition era. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, like, yeah, it, it's like these the, old. The, the jump is so drastic. You're like, wait, what? What am I watching there? Is this a different movie? Is this a, is this a time travel movie? Oh, here? Hal Needham, you so crazy. <laughs> Hal Needham. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, this is like your standard '60s sci-fi kind of pre, almost pre. I think it was around the same time. Uh, Star Trek looking yeah, deal pre- or whatever. Yeah, pre-space age, pre, yeah. like that whole craze, you know. L- let's just say that when Atomic 2001 era. came out, it changed all yeah. this, and then, you know, it killed all the these things. But these were like the uh, those <laughs> the best we could do, these I were, guess. These were my favorites, though. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. I love them. They're I watched so them on TV as a kid. funny and fun and just nonsense. Rock monsters are real in these movies. You know, yeah, yeah. people took off their helmets and just said... Ah, air. You know, yeah. and they just would say they just took off their helmet to to see if there was air. You yeah, know, like Catwoman on the moon. Hey, yeah, we can breathe here. Oh, it's hey, so they got great. Hot chicks here. Yeah, it's, that is that's my vision of the future. It's just fun. Yeah, you know, it it's it's fun and lighthearted. There was often serious stories here. You know, yeah. uh, serious plot lines. They they were good. They a lot of times these movies even more than now called into question morality, yeah. uh, right and wrong, who's to say, who's to do. Yeah, they yeah. had a bit more of a message than today's just junk CGI yeah. crap. CGI you know? gas. There's not even a story in half of them. Like if there is a story, it's just about how Col- Joe Cool will win or yeah. Tom Cruise will bang some chick. That's all. It's, there's no like real self reflection of actual morality anymore. You know, so you could say the problem with some of these movies from the past. Was it didn't have good effects, and you could say the problem with a lot of these movies of today is that they have too many good effects and no know? story. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, I, I swear they don't even have scripts for some of the stories. They're just like they just like draw firecrackers and explosions. They're like and then it'll be like, like boom, and I'll be like yeah, whoa, and then the dudes will be walking <laughs> from the explosion and be like ah, uh, make sure he's done steroids so he's all big, you know. And you're like okay, let's. Yeah, let's, let's take it back and let's, notch, let's bro. Th- yeah, let's 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 get a hold of ourselves <laughs> here and like you know. Hey, hey, meathead Rob Lowe, take it down a notch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you got, but you got to think that this is before you know big time special effects yeah. came into play. So this is like you know this was a you know this played in the theaters. It was a mainstream movie, and then like two years later, it was on creature features. Or and they whatever. did the, they did their best as far as. It's not that they didn't want or try to have special effects. It's just they had to choose their bu- their budget made yeah. them choose and wisely. It's, it's not that they didn't have them. It's just they took them from another movie that it's, they yeah, that they licensed. And, and that's the bottom line because it would cost them probably twenty or thirty grand, where special effects would have probably been two or three hundred thousand. You know, I, I, like, actually, if I if I if I correct myself, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think Corman got the rights to two movies. One of them, the, the the scenes came into this one. Another one, the other one came into two other movies. It's a big mess. AIP was really, Corman and AIP were kings of doing that. There's another movie that we'll do in the future called Track of the Vampire, which yeah. was cannibalized from two other movies. Yeah, too, that's, you know? that was they, very TV. Standard. They do the theatrical, <laughs> they do the television, then they do like another version or whatever. So it's like you it's know, they, standard stuff back then. It was. It, you know, it really is because nobody. There's no home video. It was cost prohibitive. You know, all special effects and all that stuff. They just, just make it happen. It was. You know? I mean, back then, in the '60s, low budget filmmaking could actually make it onto a mainstream and they theater, did. and they did. You know, they nowadays, hell no, unless, unless you get lucky with the movie becomes like some kind of a cult well, thing yeah. or whatever. But back then, B movie could be mainstream yeah. because. Mainstream movies needed another movie to play with them, usually like a second feature, or 
there was a ton of drive-ins that would play this stuff because that's what the you know people wanted to see. Yeah. They didn't want to see Lawrence of Arabia. They wanted to see like you know monsters beating they up each other over Tokyo. And, kid, and for the kids, you yeah. know, so yeah, kids love that stuff. Yeah, these kids, those kids back then, they were they were a lot cooler, I think. You know, Probably. they love this crap. <laughs> they they love their comic books and you know their B movies and all that kind of crap. So we're intro. We'll get to the story a little bit. So we're introduced to John Saxon. Smarmily walking along, being the, yeah. the coolest man in Cooldom, and uh, you know, and, he, and he's an astronaut, and he's, he goes and he kind of says, "Okay, girlfriend, let's go to eat lunch," you know, and she's like, "Well, I'm kind of busy, but okay, let's go," you know, and she's like, "Whatever," and they're receiving transmissions that they're trying to decipher, but there's no uh, Rosetta Stone, there's no way to t- t- yeah. decipher them at this point, and they're eating, and then they're joined by Dennis Hopper and some other guy who's. Well, TV like he he looks like he probably was in like westerns or something. Yeah, like. I can't think. I can't. I didn't really. Re- I didn't really re- um, research him. But yeah, he's 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 a you know veteran actor. Whatever. Veteran actor, you know, B actor or whatever. And they're very they're they're wearing like their 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 futuristic clothing, which I love. Uh, it's like very it's like satin diamond out satin, you know. Yeah, they got the members only jackets. Oh, it's so cool, man. Wearing, yeah. And uh, they're just kind of going along, and then they're they're sitting down to eat. And as soon as Dennis Hopper tries to eat, they, they general attention. Everyone come, you know, comes uh, to the center here. It's yeah. a major event, you know. Yeah. And they all kind of gather around, and and then because um, he was training for what Mars, mm-hmm. he was training for a Mars mission, and she was in the deciphering thing, but she yeah. was an astronaut too. And, uh, and then the guy comes up front. And he was like, "Well, we've d- we've we've read what they said. We we maybe we're able to crack the code." And uh, they're what they're coming, so get ready. They're going to be here any time. Yeah, right. That's what they said. But then they found out that the, the ship crashed. It crashed on Mars or on something. On Mars, yeah. Yeah. So then they go and they send an expedition up to Mars to find the... Yeah, uh, and th- the first expedition is the girlfriend. Not It's not John, not John Saxon. Saxon. The girlfriend. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. And uh, the doctor. And the doctor, who's a very scientist. A stodgy... Yeah, yeah, typical, you know, like Harumph, yeah, he, brainiac kind yeah, of. Yeah, he's very smart, but his 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 name is Harumph, the 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 Harumph. Yeah, Doctor Harumph. Yep, Doctor Harumph, and he goes, and he jowl, his jowls shake. So they go, and then they they find a ship. There was some kind of peril, but it's not. Well, and the way to find a ship, they hit like a storm, like a space storm. Sparkler or, storm. I yeah, think it was sparkler a, storm. I think it was a kid's yeah. sparkler storm. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, the kid threw a sparkler in the air, and all of a sudden it hit the ship, and. You know they're they're kind of like knocked off course, but they end up anyway. I think they didn't they uh, go through the belt of Uranus or something like that. Or was that another movie? <laughs> that was a different movie oh, altogether. Okay, all right. So they uh, <laughs> they get they get on Mars and uh, you know they're they're like you know they're there and then they they send the other guys up for uh, for whatever reason I don't even remember. No, because they used up too much fuel. Oh, the fuel, the fuel. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, yeah, there's yeah. always all these movies. They do have these random little cul-de-sacs of just like faux tension uh, sometimes they use it as an event to bump somebody off who has to go outside the ship to fix it and then gets hit with a asteroid yeah, or falls off or something yeah, but for the most part you know it's a little bit of tension where something's happening and that moves the plot along a little bit like this yeah. says now we don't have enough fuel what are we gonna do i'll go rescue them so the movie can go from 70 minutes to 78 minutes. You know, right. It's a little eight more minutes so they could, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so people don't feel cheated. That like, you ripped me off. <laughs> this <laughs> movie's over already? What the hell is this crap? So that was man. one of my favorite jump cuts, though. Saxon walks up to the guy who's doing all the, the Rathbone guy who's doing all the calculations. And he's like, look, we put the, we put all the numbers together. We can make it there and save them, you know. And with with this extra fuel, we'll take we'll take the thing. And he's like, "Well, we don't have enough fuel." And he's like, "Oh, well, no, we did the calculations with you." Smash cut. They're they're taking off like, like it was literally, <laughs> it literally was just like cut to the ship, cut to them at the place. Like that trip took twelve seconds tops from them convincing him to when they landed on G- on Mars. You know, it was so funny. I was like, "Wait, what? What? <laughs> okay, I guess we're here." You know, who needs that crap? So so the other ship goes up for the fueling thing, and they land on Mars also. But they they're the ones who find the uh, wrecked spaceship. No, oh, the, well the first ship Hopper finds the the the, the distressed ship. The distressed with ship, a dead yeah. person in it. Yes, but then, yes, that's it. Then they find a different one because they also launched a satellite to do mapping of the Mars. Right, right. And then they landed and they found the main ship and they're like, whoa, wait, what? So then they went and found an unconscious, boobalicious 
Yeah. Space doll. Yeah. Florence Marley asks question mark. Yes, yeah. question mark. They find question mark. And then there's a there's a drama where they don't have enough room to take her back. Yep. So one guy's got to stay on the planet, and they flip a coin, and then... And, they, and th- for some dumb reason, they wouldn't show who it was. Like... Yeah. They were trying to draw out suspension where there wasn't any. Like, they had five servings of suspension, but the whole family came, so they had to draw it out for 12. And you, you know, know, it's funny. This movie came from the Laserdisc. Because you saw the black in the middle of it, where they this I have the laser disc That's of this, so and this awesome. comes from the laser disc, yeah. So anyway, so Saxon decides he's so he wins or loses or whatever. So he goes out and grabs the woman out of the ship, and the other guy yep. Tom stays back, and and then he crashes for some reason, but carries carries the troll-headed Babelicious. To the new place. Yeah, that's right. He does crash. And they yeah. bring him in, which I was like, what? what? Does, can anyone go anywhere without crashing or messing up? This yeah. is, this is like, the you can imagine the Keystone Cops of uh, <coughs> Space Station. You can see that other stand, the, old, the people in the other ship are sitting there looking. All of a sudden, knock on the door. Dang, 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 dang. Who's out there? Yeah. It's, it's John Saxon. Yeah, can we borrow a cup of, of space? I don't know. So then, uh, then they... Then, he comes to, and they're like, oh, okay, whatever, I lived. And then they kiss. And they're like, yo, my hero... And um, then this girl slowly comes, uh, like wakes up, yeah. you know, and she does this weird thing. She she has like this very tightly curled red hair, and then the next time you see her, she looks like a troll doll, like <laughs> that, that white. Just got that the Don King, like she looks like Don King, but <laughs> but Don with boobs and white or green, I guess green, she's, no, green. she's green. Yeah, yeah. So and she's um. She doesn't say much. She doesn't say anything. <laughs> she stares at the guys, and she doesn't, and she doesn't like the girl too much. And they don't say anything. No. They, this is when she wakes up, her eyes open, and they're all standing around. They're like, Catherine, she's awake, and they all kind of walk over, and it's like five minutes of just people staring at each other, and you're like, uh, hello, put out your hand, are you hurt? You're like, wouldn't you say something? I would have said something. I'd been like, so, yeah, what's yeah, with your right. troll hair? What's, yeah, what yeah. Where'd you, that where'd, big? You, you know? where'd you get that? At, at Fantastic Sam's or something? Yeah. <laughs> your boobs might have some trouble adjusting to our gravity because they're perky. But, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. What are you going to say well, to her? You know? Well, of course, if this would have been Star Trek, you know, like within like 20 minutes, Captain Kirk would have been, you know, banging oh, dude, her or whatever. Yeah. You know, but, Hopper is on that chick like white on rice. I mean, yeah, she, that. they put her, like, she kind of hisses at the lady yeah so she hates her own kind and if you did notice like later when she starts flipping out her eye power didn't work on the lady no and i think that's what they were trying to show yeah, but yeah, they didn't yeah. like say it because every guy she'd turn on her flashlight eyes and then they'd be <laughs> like they could, couldn't move she'd freeze them but she did that to her and it didn't have any effect but she, her she, eyes also have super fire vision too. shoot that's laser eyes man that's awesome yeah troll doll with boobs and laser eyes that's, that's you know, a, you know that's what's funny just as an aside this movie was released <laughs> in 66 like two years later Hopper would have hair down to his like shoulders and a big old Fu Manchu and be in like an Easy Rider or whatever. It's funny how like the times within two years would have yeah. changed. I think Dennis found like you know uh, mushrooms, much like Bruce Dern in our next movie, and then changed oh completely God, <laughs> within two years. But at any rate, our second part of our second feature, our double feature, is just <laughs> glorious. I whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Yeah, Let's anyway. stay focused Let's on stay this focused. one. So anyway. Like, they, they they need to go to sleep, and so yep. Hopper, they leave Hopper to take care of her. It's so funny, though, too, because it's like, time to eat, time to sleep. Like, there's, like, these, like, red plexiglass yeah. signs that blink saying, time to do this now, and you're like, oh, all right. It's kind of neat, because it pushes the plot along where you don't have to, like, go... Somebody doesn't have to walk in and say, well, it's time for us to go to our space naps. You know, they just did it with those signs, and that was kind of... I thought that was yeah, neat. Yeah, cool. Futuristic, you know, whatever. Yes. So anyway, he he stays up with her and he's trying to get her to drink some water and eat some magic mushrooms or something. Yeah, he's, 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 he, she drinks the water, but she does drink yeah. the water. Yeah, being of the uh, plant, <laughs> being a plant of sorts. And, yeah, she's like poison ivy kind of. But she doesn't like the uh, whatever brownie or whatever. Yeah, he's he trying to eat, whatever. make her eat, and she won't. And at first, this is another thing that I kind of popped into my head. At one point, he sits down to eat, and that's when they go. Cra- that's when they start crashing. Hopper does, and I was like, "Are they doing an area f- or a, a, a emergency fifty-one gag?" 
There was an old show called Emergency 51. It was all centered around a, a, a precinct of fire and emergency, like an, uh, an ambulance place. No, Emergency came after this. And uh, oh, was it just called Emergency? It was called Emergency. Yeah, emergency was after this. I thought it was movie. Emergency 51, but I no, think you're right. No, it was so there. And the, the, the long-running gag is that every time they sat down to eat, they would go, oh, and as soon as they put the spoon up, it was time. It, it was time. It was like there was another emergency, and they'd have to run away. And I was like, are they doing a... I think, I think emergency I, stole it from them. Oh, yeah. So, they, like, the, whoever did emergency was, like, laughing. He He's slapping his knee laughing, and he was like, I'm doing that. If I ever write a show. Yeah. And then, I'm going to write that down right now. Right now. For my upcoming... Have Dennis Hopper never be able to eat. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it keeps you thin and stuff like that. You yeah, know, so. so it worked. It was funny. I, I laughed. I, I was just like, okay. So so yeah. Hopper, while he's spending, a, you know, watching her, he's the first to get Dude, the uh, he eyeballs. He is trying to get into those freaking pants the second he's, like, left alone with her. <laughs> he's so, he, you could see he's, like, trying to sex it up with her. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah. oh, I'll take care of her, Captain. Wink. You yeah, know. Right. <laughs> I was like. Wow, come on, Hopper. He's channeling Shatner. Yeah, well, you know, he wanted to be a pioneer in the uh, in, in space exploration, in the I guess. sexing up of babes from space. Yeah, so he's like the first one to get like her uh, uh, light, light bulb eyes. And, uh, she, well, uh, yeah, he's sitting there, and he sees a red light going. Yeah. And then she comes out, and she walks like the that one female operative from uh, uh, Bars Attacks. Right, right, She's right, right. Linking along, and her hips are kind of well, entrancing that, that, her. Well, you that know? woman from uh, Mars Attack, you know, Julianne, I think I forgot what the name of the character. She had the spiky hair yeah, from Queen yeah. of Blood. Yeah, but I didn't and, even and forgot about that. When yeah. Queen of Blood, when she walks, she's swaying back and forth with her hips being the rhythmic part, and it's it's very hypnotic. And then she has flashlight eyes kicking yeah, in, yeah. so he's like just like he's frozen. And then it looks like she's making out with him. But she's not. But she's not. The next day, no. uh, everybody wakes up and they go, hey, where's that, yeah, you know? Yeah, uh, la- the the doctor, Harumph, comes in. He's like, hey, quit sleeping. Harumph. And then they touch him. He's like, oh, you're like sleeping, like dead sleeping. Hmm. And then they look up his wrist and he's like, she, she, she took all the blood out of him. Yikes. And they go and they see her like in the next room, like all resting with like blood dripping out of her mouth. And they go, wow, she gorged herself like on a, blood. Like a python. And I'm like, wow, you're making a lot of jump to conclusions here. You're like, <laughs> okay. And I mean, not about the blood thing. That's obvious because her mouth is covered with blood. But I'm like, how do you know she's gorging herself? Maybe she's just sleeping. Like, uh, well, she had blood dripping out of the side of her mouth there was like yeah. some yeah no no she did she did have a little like <coughs> vampire vampiric blood dripping out of the side of her mouth so at first i think they wanted to you know kill her but then they go no no we can't this is a great you know scientific yeah. you know saxon project. is solidly like let's kick her out the airlock you know and everybody and, else and is like, even like the girlfriend yeah. is like no oh oh that's I think right she was she, she was no because she's like no this is an important find he's like okay so that so after they decide to keep her they they stick a dennis hopper in a in a trash bag and give him like oh, the burial dude. in space there you know yep. like the, open the shoot open the shoot him out done, you know? see like, you later yeah it's like dude can't you just like you know hold him somewhere in frozen animation suspended animation to get him home or whatever nope. you know nope. sure can't kick him out the door you know we don't, we don't have enough fuel now we got enough fuel you know and in the yeah. meantime they're telling the other uh astronaut that um he's they're sending up another ship to like give him fuel to come back or whatever you know there's like you said there's all this fuel you know stuff going on or whatever oh yeah yeah because they, it, it, it's yeah, it's they have to. These are very good at at creating tension where there isn't any, and that's part of it, like the fuel stuff and the, you know, all oh, these these little like space storms often pop up in these movies because they have like they gotta do something. They have to do something, they otherwise you totally just be like, boring, oh, okay, you know, what are we gonna do with this scene? It's just a spaceship for ten minutes flying. Yeah. No, we gotta give them some, you know, drama. So they, a little bit of drama. Well, they start feeding her plasma. Yeah. And that's like okay. Because Dr. Harumph is like, look, just because, you know, you think it's gr- gr- gruesome to eat blood, who says our our way of life isn't gruesome to them? So yeah, you yeah. have to be tolerant of other cultures. And then the girl goes, well, what happens when we run out of plasma? Well, we'll have to, Start Dr. goes, we'll have to be her. donating, you know, yeah. some plasma. And I'm going like, oh, great. Oh, God. Hurry up and get back to Earth, will you? Yeah. I'd be like, can we kick this uh, engine up a notch or two? Let's get it going here. Yeah, you let's know? get this in overdrive and get, the, get back home. I don't feel like giving up any of my blood to the... 
you know, green lady, green-eyed lady or whatever. But anyway, so then they decide, okay, the doctor decides he's going to, like, take over and, like, you know, watch her while the others sleep. So Jess Saxon and, uh, you know, Judy Meredith go off in their beds. Yeah. And uh, the doctor starts examining her, and then he gets the, uh, Cause he know. Yeah, because he thinks he's... They, they assume that uh, Dennis Hopper fell asleep, and then she, she nabbed him in his sleep. So no one at this point knows about her hypnotic voodoo eyes, her flashlight eyes. Nobody had the idea, well, you know what? We don't have to leave her, un, you know, I mean, they didn't tie her up at that point yet. Yeah, no, no, she was just wandering she around. She was still wandering around. It's like, why didn't you just, why don't you tie her down a little bit before? Not that she can't get away from it, as we find out yeah, later. Yeah, she but, dispatches that quick. Or why don't we put her in, like, some kind of, like, cryonic test tube or something so no 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 we just leave her walking around no cryo sleep no whatever just don't hey bad bad space plant don't do that again even though she's like a blood sucker and she killed one of your astronauts you know gross yeah so i think doc is uh, doc gets entranced by the uh you know so yeah she and then she gets him she gets so at this point it's saxon the blonde chick and and the plant voodoo queen of blood then they tie her up then they tie her up he's like well i don't now that now that her is dead i'm doing what i want and i'm gonna tie her up because the girlfriend still doesn't want me to kick her out the airlock yeah as i would have done like you know after the first time you know it's like yeah yeah, we're just gonna like take like a little we're gonna take like a little dna of you and then throw your ass out of here you know but anyway So then, yeah, so then, of course, we go back to the, well, who's going to watch her overnight thing, you know, it's like, uh. it's like, the, it's like camp, uh, you know, camp, uh, whatever, you know, <laughs> so the girl decides she's going to go to sleep. And She'll then, sleep and Saxon will stay up. Saxon will stay up, and then, of well, course. Well, she's tied down, so nothing bad no, can ever bad, happen. That's yeah. right, nothing bad is going to happen, but then we find out she has x-ray laser vision. Yeah, her eyes not only entrance people with flashlights, they also burn, they can laser stuff out, they can burn stuff. So she is yeah. able to escape from her, and she starts, you know, chewing on. Yeah, she gets, she gets the Saxon, and the blonde chick wakes up, and she's like, "Well, that's not right." And she's looking around, and then she sees him, and yeah. then she like brains her a little bit. They get into a cat fight, which is kind of nice. And then, know? but then all she really did was like touch her. Yeah. And and the, and all of a sudden, like the the green eye, you know, Florence Marley like starts like bleeding green her green like blood crazy. chlorophyll or whatever yeah. and then you know then it then like she runs off and saxon's laying there and he's okay she didn't like suck him dry because she didn't get the yeah and this part cracks me up because she wraps it in a band and she's like okay well that's good yeah right like, after uh, he's got a big hole in his arm yeah, yeah, from okay. an alien that sucked an o <laughs> that made an opening on his hand <laughs> exactly. on his arm she's fine with that she's all better and you're like Ah, uh, hmm. <laughs> okay. You're gonna have to get that checked out when you get back home. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. you could be infected with some space uh, <laughs> junk or whatever. So she she like does a little repair work on it, puts a bandage on him. He's like, oh, I'm okay now. I'm John Saxon. Yeah, he's like, whatever. Uh, and then in ten years, in six or seven years, I'll be kicking ass with Bruce Lee. Yeah, so I'll splash on some me. high karate and I'll just be fine. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then I'll be doing Roddenberry movies. Like, yeah, I wish I could get some high karate. I wonder how that stuff smells. Uh, I think I used to have some back in the seventies. Oh. Try see, like much. if I did, if you did find some, though, it'd be all old and like it wouldn't be still good. Here you go. Here you go. High karate, English leather, and brute. Yeah, <laughs> those are the class. So, of course, Old Spice is still out there. I right? use Old Spice. Yeah, it's yeah. still out there. That's an old, 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 oldie. It's but, old. It's but old the spice. Other, but the other, yeah, well, yeah, it is. But the other ones have gone, you know. So, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Now. Now. Uh, so then they get up and he's like, okay, let's go punch her in the face. And then, uh, and they go in there and she's dead and there's a screen crap all over the floor. She bled out. She's like, just by touching her. And then they they go, well, she's obviously was a hemophiliac, which is why she needed the blood. Yeah. And and, just by touching her, you would. And Saxon goes, he must've been, she must've been some kind of royalty. And I'm like, man, what? Where the hell did that come from? What are you talking about, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. She must have been some kind of royalty, but then we find out that why well, she is the queen of blood, I guess. Well, yeah, she know? is, but you're like, that's a leap? Um, What? Well, yeah, yeah, and, and, uh. yeah, I know. She, but she's a hemophilic, so she must have been some kind of royalty or something. I'm going like, okay, yeah, that was kind of a leap, wasn't it? Yeah, you know? where, the only thing, where did the deduction come from there yeah, or whatever? The only thing I could have thought of was that he thought, okay... The reason that there was someone else with them on the ship was to keep her filled with blood when they when they went to 
to Mars. Right. But even that's like, uh, that's a stretch. Eh, whatever, well, who cares? So anyway, after she's dead, she's lying there. They, they open up one of these cabinets and they see these like red tomatoes. Pulsating. Pulsating. Uh, and they go, what is that? Go, it's Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, right. She goes, it's eggs. She is a queen. She's been laying eggs. And then they find more eggs. They're like, then, they're all over the whole place. You yeah, know? so she's been like, not in between like, you know, biting these people, she's been like <laughs> dropping eggs all over the place, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Cool. Uh, you know, so they make, they get back on Earth, and Basil Rathbone's very excited, and, you know, he's like, oh, oh we got to, and John Chancellor, we got to get rid of all this stuff. we got to go through this ship and case it and get rid of one. He goes, no, no, we can't, we can't. we got to investigate yeah. it. Yeah. You know? This is an alien life form, you know, and I'm like, okay. And then I get the last shot is, well, the last shot is he's in the movie too. The the guy the the doctor doesn't say anything with the tray of eggs. Uh huh. That's Forrest Ackerman, the guy who invented uh, famous monsters of Filmland magazine. Oh, cool. He's been in a bunch of movies as kind of like a good luck charm or like a, a, a know, nod, a wink like, to the yeah, to the faithful. Like Stan Lee hey, does now with the Marvel movies yeah, and yeah, Hitchcock yep. did and all his movies. So he's like it was probably a way for to get your your movie really featured in that. Exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Like, if hey. you put if you put Forrey in the movie. Famous monsters, they'll be telling all the kids about it. You're be at at least the front page, you know. Yeah, sure. You know, that's a way to get in on the mag. So, you know, then we see the pulsating eggs, and then the end. <coughs> yep, and that's it. And, and then that's uh, it. he's like, and then, you know, because before that, before the end, though, Saxon turns and looks and goes into some, one of some rant about, I tried to tell him. Uh, yeah, right. I just couldn't listen. What happens if we lose our world? And that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, it is a it is a '60s sci-fi, but it really does have a lot of '50s in it. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it has the, a lot of the ideals and morals from the '50s. Yeah. Nice coloring. It, it, yeah. It, it yeah, really sticks with that silver and gray for all the uh, interior shots, that, which that was very common trope. Uh, they did some cool stuff with some with some colors, you know. Curtis uh, Harrington was a director who yeah. who who said in one of the he's his. Uh, I was reading some of the quotes, and he, and he one of his quotes was, "Gee, I wonder if Ridley Scott saw this movie when he did Aliens." Yeah. I can see a little bit, a, a little, little bit. bit, yeah, a little bit of that horror sci-fi. And the going egg, on the and, egg and laying the thing, you know. The colors, yeah, yeah, I can see a little bit. But it was mostly Dan O'Bannon who was the writer, who probably yeah. watched these movies and took whatever he could from it. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good way. It's one of my favorite childhood creature features that yeah. I saw like in the seventies and eighties. It's definitely all the time. fun. It's definitely a very good watch. A very fun time. It's not too long. It's no. not too short. You know, it's it's right there where you want to be. You know, some of these get too long and you're like, oh, God, they start getting talky and preachy. Yeah, and stuff, you know, yeah. and then you're like, can we wrap this up? I just came here for a sci-fi movie, you know. Of of all the movies that they they cannibalized the Russian footage, to mm -hmm. me this was probably the best of the It was it was I didn't know three. it. If yeah. you didn't know that fact going in, I would nothing detracted from it. Yes, the rocket taking off scenes Different looked, stock footage. Looked different, but they were very short. Yes. It was only a couple seconds, so it wasn't like a... You, you can know. see, that, and I think the director, Harrington, was trying to match the movie's feel to what the footage that they had was. It, so. it worked. It didn't, because I was fooled, if, if you want to call it that, where I didn't notice anything. Um, yeah, you know. yeah, so it's it's uh, good stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, good it was. fun 60s sci-fi. I loved it, man. I'd give it an 8. Yeah, Maybe an 8.5. I'll same, go 8. Same with, uh, same, same with me. It's a it's a favorite of uh, yeah. you know, the old So days. if you're out there looking for some good sci-fi stuff, go go hook up with some uh, Queen of Blood. I, it might, it's also known as an AKA movie. A TV, TV name was Planet of Blood. Nice. Right. And uh, it might be on YouTube, but I don't know if it is or not. I didn't uh, I, I don't didn't think even look, it is, yeah, but uh, it's out there somewhere. Cool. Well, go check it out. And we're going to take some a trailer break, and then when we come back, we're going to flash forward to the even future or your future? We're going to get dystopian. Wow. That's a big word. Yeah. Son, a woman is a lot like um, a refrigerator. They're about six feet tall, 300 pounds. They make ice and... Wait a minute. Actually, a woman is more like a beer. They smell good. They look good. You'd step over your own mother just to get one. But you can't stop at one. You want to drink another woman. So I says, yeah, if you want that money, come and find it, because I don't know where it is, you baloney. You make me want to wretch. 
This thing has been frozen in ice for 20 million years, so I figure it must be lonely. From the dawn of man comes Schluck! A beast from 20 million years ago stalks the streets of today. A love stranger than King Kong. A monster more powerful than Godzilla. See a small California town learn the true meaning of terror. See the police and National Guard powerless before the awesome creature. Can nothing stop it? Can anything stop it? First, birth of a nation. Then, gone with the wind. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Love Story. The Godfather. And now, Schlock! Schlock! Widescreen color, rated PG. Ladies and gentlemen, a minute with America's fearless shock producer, Packager of Frenzy of Blood, as he lays it on the line. Why your brutally frank package of films consisting of I Dismember Mama and Blood Spattered Bride? Ah, oh, let's not get each other. You see it in the headlines every day. I finally had guts enough to put it on film. Why were these two motion pictures put together? To act as a rude awakening, an eye-opener, sir. After all, people have a right to see and judge for themselves. Ah, oh, come on. I've seen these films, and frankly, I think they're too violent, too raw, too brutal for the average person. Haven't you even taken any precautions? No one under 17 will be admitted unless they're properly accompanied by a parent or adult guardian. We'll be strictly enforcing the R rating and be passing out a little device to everyone attending our showing. Will you enlighten us in regard to that device? No, not on the radio. I dismember Mama and Blood Spattered Bride, a frenzy of blood that'll take you through the ringer and doesn't care where the axe falls. Thank you, boob lady. God. Man, talk about the hard sell. Yeah, they really were. <laughs> yeah, back in the old days, they used to push these movies almost like <laughs> carnival barkers. Wow. You know. Nowadays, they just show that stuff blowing up on the trailers. and It's uh, all cool. Oh, my God. Look how big the rock is. Back then, yeah. it was like, the blood splattered bride. And I just remember Mama. Blood, yeah. blood spat, splattered bride is what they say in Kill Bill a couple times, too. Does he really? I forgot yeah, about they that. They say that. Yeah, they say that. They don't. That's actually a They good don't make movie. mention of the of the tit- of the movie, but that's actually a good movie. But it's it's kind of. Yeah, I it's, don't know if you would like it. It's it's a little. What, what blood splattered bl- bride? It's actually blood spattered bride. It's yeah. kind of a, uh, it, not because of the theme, which is like you know another one of the lesbian vampire things, but it's it's got some wrong stuff going on in that uh. movie. Yeah, yeah, like animal like butcher scenes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, no, I don't yeah, want any part no. of it. No, that was really movie, that was really uh, in vogue for a while. Chic, the, the 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 cannibalism and the uh, the the mutilation of animals. And you're like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm that. glad that was short lived because that's I don't need any part of it. Yeah. Anyway, on to our next movie, which has yeah. no animal. It does have cannibalism though. It has it cannibalism, doesn't... and uh, boy, it it reminds me a lot of of a different movie. Uh, <laughs> What's that movie? Oh yeah, Seven Samurai. You might have heard of it. Uh, you know. I didn't get that at first, but then I read about it. And I go, yeah, okay. He gets all the other guys, and they bring. Oh, it's straight. It's a straight crib from uh, Seven Samurai okay. or the Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven. That's the one that I thought of more. So, but right then again, yeah, yeah. Right the second, the second he ventures out to start getting people, and I was like, okay, he's getting his friend, and then the friend starts getting friends. I was like, yeah. okay, here we go, and they're promising instead of rice, which is what they water. promised. They're promising water. This is in the dystopian future. Now, here's where I had to really do math. The name of the movie is called World Gone Wild. Wild. Not Girls Gone Wild. Right. World Gone Wild, uh, starring Bruce Dern and Adam Ant. Adam Ant and Michael Perret from uh, Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I saw him. I was like, (laughs) boy. He was the one. They really wanted him to be something. And he kind of really was he in Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, he was. No, Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire, yeah. That's That's Streets of Fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when they were introduced to a very... Gaunt Willem Dafoe for that pickaxe fight, which oh, was yeah, the yeah. first time I saw that Willem Dafoe in that leather trench coat. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's the devil!" Because that's <laughs> when when he was really thin and young, he looked like more like David Bowie kind of. Yeah, creepier. Uh, yeah, creepier. Now, if you can sit back and you go, Willem Dafoe creepier? Than yeah. Now? Yeah, you, you go look that up. And of course, as as uh, uh, 
Catherine Mary Stewart, our plucky heroine of yep. many movies. She was in Night of the Common and yeah. all sorts of things like that. She's and she's pretty. She's oh a, yeah, she's a great actress. Yeah. yeah, I always liked her. I, yeah, yeah, she's always now, fun. What in these year movies. was World Gone Wild was from 1987, 87. correct? Yeah. Okay, now it was set in the year 2087. Yes, and we haven't they, gotten there yet. And then they said that no, but we have because then it says. Oh yes, the you're world right. has been. There was a fatal, fatal wars, and for seventy, seventy-five years ago. I thought it was forty. So nope, they said seventy-five years 75. ago we went into fatal wars where we were blowing everything up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it hasn't raised, rained for fifty years. Well, seventy-five years ago from nineteen eighty-seven means in twenty twelve. If you all remember, we nuked ourselves into to death, all of us, yeah, every okay. country. You remember when that happened? I do. So then. Then flash forward. Then it hasn't rained for fifty years. So, yeah. the well, it never rains in California. <clears throat> so something. the uh, the 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 hovels Hardly and any. the 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 huddled masses that did survive this massive war of the global war, um, they are just they probably envy the dead because uh, yes. there's no water, food rationing, water rationing. Everyone stinks. Everyone looks like crap. It's uh. They all live in like Mad Max, like uh, mad, busted up cars and trucks. Yep, and Mad Max buses. world. Yeah. Except that's the cities. Except for the one place. What was it called? Um, Los. Oh. Oh man, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember. Los Wild Rose. Who cares? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Dern t- is is kind of doing this voiceover at the beginning of this movie, and you're like, huh? He's telling us about the war. He's telling us, and he said. There's no place that has water in the world except for a tiny little desert paradise that I live in called Los Wild Rose. Who cares? What I keep thinking it's Lost Wages, but no, it's not Lost Wages. It's, yeah, he, he lives in Lost Wages, and we all <laughs> live there. Yeah. Anyway, so so he has this little tiny community, and they're a peace peace loving group, as they always are. And he's like a he's like. He, uh, He's like the the hippie uh, s- uh, savior. He's like, a, uh, he's like a he is like a metaphysical prophet, prophet yeah, know, dude or whatever who who smokes doobies and eats mushrooms. Yep. <laughs> he uh and he's a very odd character, but he's soft spoken, but everyone listens when he does talk, kind of thing. Like he's yeah, very yeah. important. He's, he's got he's he's, he's throw he got, he's the one with the throwaway goofball lines and you yep. know all that he kind of stuff. He seems like he is. More powerful than than anyone else on the earth. Like he he is actually he, not presented that way, but well, he's presented that way as he's kind of divine, but he doesn't say that. And he and even when he, when he's approached by Adam Ant, he says, "No, I just he just said lots of unexplained things happen when I'm around, but that's as far as I think about it." Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So they're in this peaceful little town, and they're just yucking it up with the the school is on a bus, and they're reading they're reading wacky. Like service manuals for a toaster. They only oven. have four books. They have four books, and they're they're totally inappropriate. They're not for, you know. Yeah, one was a like book on etiquette, and then the other ones I forgot what they were. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. they're funny. They're it's a funny little thing, and um, out of the desert comes a traveling band of hooligans. At first, they look like they're church choir kids. <laughs> well, I think they're making fun of evangelicals, or at least, oh, or, yeah. or, or Krishnas, because they said, Bruce Drew makes like, you guys remind me of those dudes that used to run around in the airports or yep, whatever, and yep. I'm like, okay. Very funny. Uh, and of course, m- pasty-faced Adam Ant. You know, Adam Ant comes down. I su- I'm surprised he lost his little stripes. Oh, yeah, from, I, uh, I thought he would have had those stripes on at least. Oh, he gets a scar later. Yeah, but, it's yeah. pretty funny. Um, and they come down, and the, the 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 yokels welcome them and say here's some water and you know welcome to our little town it's nice to have a visitor and he's very grandiose and he is chewing the scenery pretty hard pretty much yeah you know they get out of this helicopter like they're towing a helicopter in a tank yeah they're like driving a helicopter oh yeah towing yeah. a helicopter in a tank they're driving yeah. it you know and you're like that's odd whatever so, so then, he gets out he gets out and then they do the uh, the old Okay, it's a helicopter, but there's 80 guys in the helicopter. Kind of like in Hell Camp when they open up the van and there's like 30 girls come it's out of the van. Yeah, it's a clown helicopter. There's an elephant on a beach ball in the background. You know, yeah, maybe. It'd be cool. But yeah, so then uh, they kind of do this marching thing where they walk around and they line up and they're like, oh, okay, well, we've had enough of this. And then the, the, the little cherubs lift up their veils and they start blasting people with machine guns and they're mowing people down. Yeah. And um and then they stop <clears throat> and they grab and this scene is uh, 
This movie is a bit too rapey for my taste. Oh, yeah. They don't show anything graphic, but it's very. There's lots of implied rape going on, and I mean lots. And um, at one point, Adamant uh, grabs a girl, and then and she's screaming like, "Don't, don't!" And then the the girl's daughter comes over, and this is a little tiny seven or eight year old girl, and he like implies that he's gonna rape her too eventually, and right. kisses her lip, and you're like, "Ah, I don't like this." I'm yeah. uncomfortable here. Please go away. So then, oh, he, that, there was a point. To yeah, that. yeah, that's there why. Was. They, that's what they want to make you uncomfortable. Oh yeah, they want to make Animan as evil as possible. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He was a real, he was a real jerk. You know, and um, so they take the they t- on the initial raid. They killed a lot of people. Took some young boys to replace the ones that because a couple of their guys did get killed. This yeah. isn't this isn't a totally uh, this is the dystopian future. Everyone knows how to kill people. And they take the woman. They take the woman. And then Bruce Dern comes walking up. And this is kind of funny because a guy comes after him with a machine gun. He has this staff and he just kind of flicks the staff. He flicks a, a, a hubcap. hubcap out of the dirt. And it just ta- it almost takes the guy's head off. It kills the guy and blood spraying out everywhere. And he just kind of keeps walking. He didn't even miss a step. And that's exactly. where you kind of get that divinity feeling. Like he's like a, he wa- he's a he's a god among men. He's a you know, divine like, badass. Dude. Yeah. So the guy, and that's when Adam Ant's like, "Oh, I heard about you. You're a god or whatever." And he's like, "No, nah, I'm just a guy. I'm whatever, you know." And he's like, uh, "Get out of here!" And then, then Adam Ant's like, "Okay, but we'll come back." Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he didn't wipe everybody out, or at least try. He didn't yeah. take any water either. I guess he must be getting it from another source. Or right. Something. At that point, I don't think he knew that there was water there. Yeah. Other that, than that's the, talked about later. Other on, than the the, yeah. bo- the jar of it, it's very odd. I mean, it, it was one of those things, and then, because Bruce Dern kind of goes, oh, yeah, you know, he's he, there's a lot of people like him where they just kind of go around and and just kill people. That's like their their gig, you know. He gets off on it. He loves the power. He loves the... You mean kind of like some groups in the world now? Yeah. All groups. All all governments. Like that one over there, you know, and, the, and then over in the Middle East, you know? All governments get yes. off on it. Yeah. So, uh, then, then, so then Bruce Dern's like, well, uh, time to go get some, some murderers. And uh, and he takes his old uh, old car and and that girl that woman um, and just go round up a a, a, a crew of badniks. And then they go to like the uh, town. Yep. Oh, the water sleazy, thing, the, yeah. the sleazy town there yep. where they're actually selling water to people. And then there's this whole thing. The government has water rations, so you have to come up and give water tickets. Tickets or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And everybody's like, this is like like the Vegas of dystopian futures or whatever. You know, the people are all like struggling for waters. There's like, there's the, there's killing. There's a show going on where you can do like a shootout against the, uh, the, the gunslinger guy. And if you win, you get like a bunch of jars of water or whatever. Yeah. Everybody's well, like, no, no. Uh, first he has to get, he gets, he picks up his first friend. Remember, that's the guy. Who yeah. Yeah. Killing. He was one of the, it was one of the he was at, there. he was at the water wrestling station where he, he throws his cloak off and it was a ruse and he's killing people. And uh, and then the biker, there's a bike gang there that's kind of roughing people up for their water. After the people get the water, then he roughs them up. And, and this is, if you've ever seen, uh, like, Joan Jett, uh, what, Love is a Battlefield? Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar, I'm sorry. Pat Benatar's Love is a Battlefield. Yeah. That, this, that's pretty much that's how this scene everyone's looks like. dressed like that. And then, yeah. you know, they all have, like, that 80s multiple layers of ragged clothing to be... Yeah, this movie is very 80s. Yeah. Punky. And, and when the scenes in the town look like a video, too. Oh, know? yeah, dude. And that music is straight out, like, 80s hard rock metal. It's like 80s metal crap rock. Pop rock or yeah. whatever, yeah. You know, because it's hairish. You can, hair is coming out of your speakers when it's going. Yeah. And um, so they pick up the guy, and then he's like, well, look, we got to de- get, get a couple more guys. So then they go and they they pick up a gunslinger and his sidekick. Yeah, the black uh, explosion guy. Yeah, who's... Um, Speedo man. Yeah, he's wearing a Speedo the whole time. You're like, this is uncomfortable. He's wearing a Speedo and some kind of a Chainmail. Yeah, chainmail hairnet. Hairnet so. thing. <laughs> it's weird. You're like, okay, that's and, odd. And the other guy, the gunslinger guy, is like, he's really not a gunslinger because a the gunslinger, they Straight. found out it was behind the curtain or whatever. That's how Michael Pere won so you know, the fight or whatever. Yeah, it's a strange scene or whatever. So anyway, they go to town and they get the guy. And then they come across the cannibal dude. Yeah, which is a which is a guy. His name is Anthony James, and he's always been a bad guy. Oh, because he has that pockmarked yeah, face. Yeah, and he's and got, he's gaunt, and he's his, gaunt, and his yeah, his cheeks stick out, and he's just he's an evil looking guy. He's always either the wormy yeah, guy uh-huh. who owns the mill, 
or he's one of the enforcers who kills people that cross the people that own the mill. You, know, a, he, you, you, can, you can probably see him in the un, Unforgiven would be one of the big roles yeah, that he an did an 1860s train should be chugging along yeah. and he's talking with somebody a baron about how he's going to kill some people that's, Anthony James, that's that guy yeah. yeah he's a good actor I've yeah, seen him in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's a lot of stuff, yeah. He retired, I read, in the 90s, and he's now a, f- a painter. He makes his money doing artwork and stuff really? like that. Yeah, he's not, hasn't acted since Unforgiven, I don't think, you know. Which wow. Is weird, because he did so many movies and TV shows, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so they, on their way back, they run into him. like And, uh, and the motorcycle guy. And the motorcycle <clears throat> guy, yeah. And they take him with for some reason, you're like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, well, I think, I think uh, somebody knew him. <laughs> I think... Uh, Michael Pere knew uh, the cannibal dude, so gotcha. he, said, he said, "Yeah, you can come along as long as you don't eat our people." You know. Oh yeah, weird. And then, and then he came. He came with a group of cannibals, and then they blow up the rest of them when they take him along. So he's like the last piece in the uh, Magnificent Seven or Six or yeah. Five or whatever. So they weird. Had, you know. So they come in, and the town folk are wary as they would be. They're skittish after an attack from a outsider. Now, now their saviors bring in a group of the mo- most unsavoriest of characters. Pretty much, yeah. And it's the same as the Seven Samurai, where they're ruining stuff just to make it more fortified. They show them. They now they stack up a wall of the cars, and they were living in the cars, so now the people don't have a place to live. But well, sacrifice for the greater good, and yeah. and there's like some shenanigans. To keep things slightly lively. Yeah, you know. there's a love interest between, you know, Michael Perret and Catherine Mary Stewart, even though she doesn't... He's kind of a sleazebag, and she's kind of like Miss Goody Two-Shoes yep. or whatever. And, the, and the, the one guy, uh, the, uh, the gunslinger, who's also a drunk, makes a still, but also like... Oh, no, then the cannibal's digging a pit, and they, they drop in snakes and scorpions... So yeah. they can kick people into this long grave, they can kick you know. the bad people. You think that the fortress, you think, is being made... To protect them, but what it is, if we find out later on in the movie, classic move. Yeah, this is classic. Yeah, it's, that's probably from Seven Seven Samurai too. You know, you think it's to protect them, but it's to do something else. So yeah, so they're there, they're setting up their new community or whatever. We're introduced to all the characters. They're ingratiating themselves into this. Except the one biker dude decides he's going to get raped. Rape town again. Catherine Mary go. Stewart or, or whatever. So he's getting ready to like. Do and then of course Michael Prey comes in and pulls him he off. He saves her. He yeah. saves her, and like they fight, and the guy's like, "I'll come back." He leaves, and I'll come back and get you, and blah blah blah. So he takes off, and of course, where does he go? He goes to the uh, evangelist, to the, to the, the enemy, evil evangelist guy, and he offers his services to Adamant. And of Adam, course, you Adam. know. Oh, and Adamant is is also he's giving he's reading scriptures to his. Flock. Yeah, that was a good. That was and funny. It was funny, and it was it was it was Charles Manson's. He, what, you see the book. Wit, you look at it. Wit the wit and wisdom of Charles Manson. The wit and wisdom of Charles Manson. That was kind of fun. Oh right? yeah, and he's reading it like it's like a Bible. Yeah, you know? yeah, and all the kids are all like hypnotized. They're like nice little terrorists and stuff. Yeah, it's so, so weird. then they grab the dude, and he's like, he goes, "I'll tell you where he is," you know. And Adam Man's laughing. And he goes, "Yeah, really? You know, we got plans for you." So they grab him. Yeah, and, and they like, and him. they yeah, it was like oh. gross. Upside down, like a like a stuffed pig or whatever, yep. you know. So Parade comes looking for him, and the biker guy is also who tips him off that there's unlimited water there. Yes, he does. That's so now Adam Ant's like, ah, there's more that's of a reason. Important, water's more important than anything, you know. So in the meantime, Michael Parade was looking for him, and he shows up at the camp. At Adam Ann's camp, and he sees him lying upside down, like all castrated, and the guy's like, "Kill me, kill me, kill me!" And he's like, "You know, he's like, no, no, no." And then like two of the evangelist kids show up, and he blows them away, and he goes yeah. back, and Weird. they get prepared for the onslaught. After <laughs> so now this, and then this is the big onslaught that it has been leading up to, where they kind of come in, and uh, what happens is then they come through the gate. And uh, they blow the gate, so it drops cars into it. So now they're trapped inside. So that was the point. So Standard ambush. Yeah, let them come them. in. So they come in. They're on the inside, and they're just opening fire. They're killing them. And uh, then some get away, which is again, Adam Ant gets away. Yeah, Adam Ant gets away, and then two or three of his because guys. Because of course, the movie couldn't have ended at that point. It would have to go for another twenty minutes. I know. I was like, uh, I was ready yeah, for this to end. Yeah, you know. That, it, I, the more we do these movies, the more I keep noticing that more than I used to, you know, about how, like, they just keep, like, people alive or plot points going just because of the time yeah. ratio on the yeah. movie or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's just, like, kind of like, eh, Or they yeah. add different elements. So, Hannah <clears throat> splits. And what, well, one thing, before we move on from this, there was one thing that I was like, that is the most ingenious thing I've ever seen. The 
the speedo black guy. Uh, uh, there's there's a whole bunch of people coming running at him. He used an engine block, and where the pistons are, he put uh, explosions with like stuff. So he basically made an eight cylinder eight eight shot gun. And I was like, that's the most ingenious thing I've ever seen in my life. Cause it's like a little there's like eight cannons. Yep. Yeah, and you would just yeah. fill them up with you just fill them up with some kind of crap, and it would just wipe out everything in front of it. I was like, that is so smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was. I'm gonna try and make here. one of those one day, just to have. Yeah, we'll test it out here. Sure. Anyway. So, yeah. So anyway, so they split. Dan and Man and some of his henchmen split, and then uh, well, so at one at one point, they come back with the woman that they uh, raped, right? Was she? Was she <laughs> did she come? Did that she, was the lead in. Okay. That all was right. the lead-in before they before they blew the thing and started killing them all. He brought back the wo- the the woman that he killed, or he that he he like raped and killed. Because he's wearing an eye patch and they don't explain it. And what happened was she stabbed, right. she cut him with a knife and took one of his eyes. So then of course he he's angry. He, he he was angry and he cut out both of her eyes and mutilated her and it was really gross. So he just drops her off there. But anyway, yeah. So he leaves again and then and then like. Celebration in, ensues. In Woo-hoo. the meantime, and then we got like the love scene that's supposed to be coming on between Perret and Catherine Mary Stewart, the one they've been waiting for all this time, and then it gets interrupted again by more oh, shenanigans. But when when Adam Man's running away that time, they they had like they had the road rigged so as somebody shot yeah, the scene, one rock, yeah. it would blow the whole road up and then yeah, like kill him. Yeah, 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 well. Yeah. Michael Perret runs out and and then he like takes his gun and it goes click and you're like uh, out of bullet so he so Adamant gets away for good and like, then Bruce Dern gives him like a hard time about yeah he does it. he's like, like you suck it's a, dude it's a bad move dude you know so oh, anyway yeah. so then they get they, you know they they they're gonna have the love scene between the two and then they get interrupted by Adamant so he comes back for the final fight and then you know there's only got a few guys left so they say they waste the two. A lot of those guys pretty bad or whatever, you know. As a matter of fact, the the gunslinger guy actually gets two of them drunk and the still or whatever with yeah. his crappy moonshine or whatever. You know? Yeah, he's got them all drunk there. So all that's left now is the grand finale fight between Adam Man and Michael Prey. And Adam Man like is kicking his, you know, he's beating him. He's kicking his ass. Yeah, all yeah, like I don't know. So in the, in, in the meantime, the the drunk uh, gunslinger and the two guys, like I go, what do you want? The the, the two drunk evangelist guys. Well, what are you, we're gonna kill Before, you. After we're gonna kill the, you. So yeah. tell us how you make this crap. Yeah, right, right. So go ahead, go ahead. Tell oh, okay. Me. So the gunslinger's like, I have a better idea. Let's let's all go to hell now. So he like lights the place on fire. He kills one of them by stabbing him in the neck with a bottle. Yeah. And then he lights the place on fire, and the still blows. Exactly, like a big. So, yeah, like a big real explosion. Good. And oh, because uh, Michael Dern's playing uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Star Spangled, Spangled Banner, Banner yeah. from the Woodstock, which okay. If this was from the, if this was like in the future, I don't think that music would be around. But whatever. Well, you know, like like Just, Bruce Dern's like super hippie. In yeah, this it's movie, true. Yeah. He is super hippie. He's, He's super smoking hippie. joints on. Oh on yeah, oh oh now yeah. So they're fighting, and my and, and Man's kicking Michael Perret's butt, and all of a sudden, Gunslinger comes out all on fire. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of the out of the blazes of the still that blew up and. Hugs, hugs grabs, old, him. Uh, grabs and hugs old Adam Man. And that's burns to the death, and that's who beats the gunslinger, who is the guy who beats Adam Man. And I was like, huh? It's not our hero. It's so not our hero. Speak. I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. So then it, it starts getting all like you know metaphysical or something. This is weird. This is like God trying to. Yeah, yeah. Like, go ahead, go ahead. Tell I me. took this, and this is just my interpretation. I could be completely wrong. Right before the end of this fight. Dern was like, "Look, you've already won. I'm gonna, I'm going up back up to heaven. I'm ascending yeah. to heaven, which makes you think that he's God, trapped on Earth for some reason. I, again, or an angel, or, the, or an angel. So he goes after. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back up. So he walks down, lights the, lights his staff with the fire of adamant. He walks over, and it lights this thing." Now I'm assuming either he's going to Viking funeral himself, yeah, that's what I or thought. this thing is going to take off and shoot up into the heavens. Yeah, and it's burning, and then it starts to rain. Now you keep, see the it, keep in yeah. mind it hasn't rained in 50 years. Exactly. So then Dern jumps back down and he goes like, "Well, shit." 
<laughs> the end. Like, yeah, the end, yeah. So it's almost like either he's an angel among men and he wanted to go back up to heaven and God was like, nah. I I, I think it's or, more like he thought he was like, you know. Or he thought, I thought he was the coolest hippie. I mean, I mean, super. I think he's like super hippie and he was getting all metaphysical on himself or whatever. And then we find out that he's just a dude, but he's like. Could a, be wrong, but he did like summon the rain hippie. though. Yeah, well, yeah, so kind of technically, yeah. It, it, it's very much up for interpretation. Yeah. This movie was funny. It was all right, yeah. Fun movie. I mean, and for as gruesome and hard some of the stuff was, it it worked. Um, yeah, it's cool people. Good actors or actors that you like will help you get through a movie. Yeah, because I didn't even really... I'm not a huge Dern fan. I like him, but yeah. But he's, he's great in this movie. He was he was a great biker in the 60s. He's I like Bruce Dern. He's still around. He, just, he was just in an Academy Award winning movie, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's still around, man. Bruce Dern lives and he's like still, you know... Playing his his ordinary self. Another guy that was in a lot. Another guy that was also a bad guy in a lot of westerns was Bruce Stern. You got Bruce Stern and Anthony James, two classic oh, true. western guess... bad guys. There, yeah. Of course, Bruce Stern, like I said before, is the archetype bad hippie from the sixties because he's like TV bad hippie, movie bad hippie. Now, was he know, really a was he really a biker? I don't think so. I don't know, but yeah, who knows? I mean, most of these guys had to he learn. Did a, he did an excellent. He did an excellent uh, environmental sci-fi called Silent Running. Yeah, that's where I saw him. I, I watched that one quite often, actually. Yeah, he was I've seen it a few times because he's, he's been a lot of movies, but he he got he was very mainstream for a while. <laughs> but he always goes back to his B movie roots or did every once in a while, probably because he needed a few bucks. He didn't he didn't hit the Nicholson Hopper heights, you know no. what I mean? But uh, and he always does play a very preachy hippie. But, he's, but he or, is or, one. You know. But he is in their group. He came out of the same era mm. and was like a young, angry, tough, you know, yeah, yeah, ornery yeah. guy or whatever. So yeah, you know, I always I like good old Brewster, and he's, yep. he always gets me through a movie. He's kind of he was pretty funny in this movie. Yeah, he was. So. so I'm gonna. This is an amazing uh, double double eights. We're gonna roll. I'm rolling two yeah, eights with this one. With you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I thought for sure you'd run at about a six with this one, but I was going six. But I mean, as I watched it, I was like, yeah, okay, good uh, story. It, it was a little too eighties riffic for me, but it, right. it was enjoyable. The Seven Samurai stuff has been told a million times over. Um, it's a yeah. good. It's a very good examine human nature story. You know, uh, I've seen it. I bet you in every. Every genre of movie has done the Seven Samurai storyline, so this is another one. There you uh, go. An 80s version of a dystopian future from 2012. There All right. Go. Oh, no, 2087, but 2087. the war was in 2012. There you go. That's it for this week. I'm Mal with me as always. Dr. Morbius. And we will see you all next week. And hey, why don't you do us a solid and check out, go to YouTube, hit the search bar and type Creature Feature with Doc and Clown and laugh and learn and love. We need you to and watch. And click that little uh, thumbs up so we can get we got, more. We got, we got a thumbs up. Oh, we got a bunch of them, but I'm saying yeah, yeah, we always yeah. need more. And we'll see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.